0: I didn't necessarily try out to make some statement. I didn't try out to be the first black leprechaun. I tried out because it was really part of who I am. I have a lot of spirit. I have a lot of energy, passion, and I just kind of channel that into the role. And I think that's when it comes to representation, in my opinion, is you take who you are, right? And then you infuse that into whatever your gifts or talents may be, and you infuse that into uh whatever the, the the task or whatever the job or whatever it may be. Ain't had too many options. We just did what we could you know we didn't they thought I'm always told that we would Every day we keep grinding and I
1: will never stop trying and my mama stop crying and I'll make sure that we can. Welcome back to Inspired by You Podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Mike Brown. He's an author and the first African American leprechaun at the University of Notre Dame. Um can you tell us a little bit about your journey um in becoming that and
0: yeah (laughs) it's pretty wild so i'll give you the very very brief version so i'm born and raised milwaukee wisconsin uh had no intention uh, of going to notre dame or coming to notre dame and uh there's a guy who introduced me to notre dame and i ended up applying was accepted i came and i just i dove deep uh, into the notre dame waters and drank all of the notre dame kool-aid and so had a lot of energy passion and spirit that i had when i was at the games themselves as a, as a student. And I took that energy and some friends of mine, my roommates actually from Indy said, Mike, you should try out for Leprechaun. And so I was like, ah, you know, that's not me. And so, but what happened is I applied to travel abroad to go study uh, in London uh, for my junior year. And I, I applied my sophomore year, but I wasn't accepted into the program. So because I didn't get accepted to the program, that paved the way for me to then try out for the Leprechaun and then I won. (laughs) So it was like, oh my goodness. And so from that moment on, it was just one of those things where all of a sudden uh, the news channels are calling, uh, a lot of interviews, and it just, it blew up pretty fast, but it was just all in a positive way. People were excited about it. And what's interesting about that time and, and where we are now is that people are still talking about it, right? We're talking Definitely. twenty years later and there's people still, may I remember you and your leprechaun and, <laughs> and so that's kinda of, that's how it all played out.
1: No, that's awesome. And what is it, I guess, what does it mean to you to now be able to tell your story and even write about it?
0: Yeah, so I mean, quite honestly, and I I didn't necessarily realize it at the time, but one of the things about being the leprechaun and serving in their role as a black men is that there were no other black people to do it before. And mm-hmm. so for now, for children, for even current students to kind of see that there have been other students that aren't necessarily white that have served in the role, I think it gives them a bit more encouragement and inspiration to, to do it themselves. We've now had three black students do it. Uh, actually, one was a woman and she was the first woman to become a leprechaun oh, as well. Wow. And so, but I think because they are seeing more people that are of different backgrounds, uh, that that are doing it, I think more people are doing that as well, and you're seeing it across the board, not just in terms of cheerleading and, and mascots, but you look at people that are in the band, drum majors, people that are part of the Irish Guard, uh, Glee Club presidents now, you know, a student body presidents. So a lot of people are stepping up and stepping into right who they are and, and represent in their own way. So and I mean that's what it's all about. That representation is is key. I got an op-ed. I got something coming out soon where I talk about representation. Oh, nice. And just being able to see people who look like you, uh, who, or don't look like someone who's the norm, who might be considered the norm in different positions and roles, it's important. Definitely,
1: that's um, that's why I started this podcast was because I felt like we all kind of see someone that we're inspired by, yeah. that kind of paves the way for us. And we see them and we're like, oh, you know what? I could be that or I could right. do that. Or we don't. Or we don't. In your case. Like. And then <laughs> you're like, well, I could, I could do that and be that for the next generation. And like you said, there's been, you know, three and one even a woman. And <laughs> so you probably don't even realize how many people you, you've inspired so far.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, I didn't, I didn't, well, and that's the thing, at the time, I did it because my roommates encouraged me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I try it out because it was fun, <laughs> but it's, it's and I think that's the, that's the real thing about it, is I didn't necessarily try out to make some statement. I didn't try out to be the first black leprechaun. I try it out because it was really part of who I am. I have a lot of spirit, I have a lot of energy, passion, <laughs> and I just kind of channel that into the role. And I think that's when it comes to representation, in my opinion, is you take who you are Right. And then you infuse that into whatever your gifts or talents may be. And you infuse that into uh, whatever the, the, the task or whatever the job or whatever it may be. Right. You're taking your talents right now. Right. And doing this with your podcast. But you're not I'm going to do this podcast because I want to be you know. And so you got your purpose that you're living out through the podcast, but you're doing it as you.
1: Yes. Oh, man. That's a bar. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's it like to, I guess, make history with this and then. um. I guess, share this with black and brown children.
0: Yeah. So what I hope, uh, number one, right, just in doing it, I hope people, again, see it and and be inspired by it, that they can do things that may have not been done by other people that look like them. So that's one. Uh, two, I think, you know, for my family, right, no, no one from my family went to Notre Dame or even dreamed of it. There's very few people from my family who went to college, right? So I'm hoping that for my nieces, my nephews, my little cousins, People that I grew up with, right? And their children, hope they are inspired to kind of further their education and do things that they may not even have imagined uh being able to be done. So I hope it serves as an inspiration for them to to keep rising and do better, right? Do something that's even bigger, right, than a leprechaun. I like uh, it. <laughs> so that's what I that's what I hope. And so through this book uh that I wrote, The Leprechaun's Game Day at Notre Dame, it's kind of sharing the magic of Notre Dame. But it's, it's doing so through the eyes of the leprechaun. But one thing that's important that we were very intentional about with the book is the representation in the book itself, right? So if you look through the pages, you've got tall, short, mm-hmm. uh, curly hair, straight hair, uh, red hair, you name it, that Girl, are all in the, the book itself. Girls, boys, you name it, <laughs> that we tried. To, we were very intentional about being as incl- inclusive as possible and being as representative as possible uh, in, in the book itself.
1: I love that. Um, what advice would you give to other minority students who may be pursuing leadership roles at their own institutions?
0: Yeah, I, I say I say step into your power. Right. It's one of those things where I've, I really do believe this. I think we all have gifts and we all have talents. And I think just leveraging those gifts and putting them to work. Right. And, and following the things that you feel called to do. Uh, doing it right. Not letting the fact that no one else that looks like me has done it before or not letting. Oh, I don't know what they're going to say or what they're going to think. Uh, I, I know I'm a leader. Right. I know I have energy. I know I have passion. And It's just the way I put it to work. So there's things that people have within themselves. And I say, go do it. <laughs> don't let you know what may be going on in the in, in, in the environment that you find yourself. It's like, oh, there's too many politics and there's too many. It's like, no, this is for you right like this is what you were put on this earth to do so go do it <laughs> and so that. that's the that, that's what it comes down to
1: got to live in your purpose
0: living your purpose right that that's that's what happened with me in 2020 uh if you were to interview me before 2020 mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't speak this boldly and direct about things but i had my own little personal journey of discovery in 2020 where there was so much going on you had a global health pandemic you had a lot of social injustices that were uh, i would say on the right. Well, I mean, they've been happening. It was like they were more public, I would yeah, say. Definitely. People had more awareness around them. And then you had the political situation where there was so much divide and hate. And I had to dig in and say, well, I'm not out here protesting. I'm not the one out here on social media, you know, doing that. But what what is my purpose and what can I do in this situation? And that's where I said, you know what? I am an inspired individual. I'm invigorating people. You know, they feel my energy when they're around me. like, how can I put that to work? And that's where I started writing and sharing stories of inspiration. So that's really how it all came to be. Once I discovered more about myself and my gifts, (laughs) here we are. So that's what I mean, yeah, that's it.
1: I mean, that's kind of how I feel about, you know, starting this podcast and things. I also had a lot of self-discovery in 2020, you know, through the pandemic and just everything that was going on. And I decided, you know, this is my way to kind of share my story and help other inspiring people share their story. Um, so Notre Dame is actually on a wave of diversity right now as it relates to sports and coach representation um, yeah. with head basketball or head black head coaches in basketball, volleyball, football and or men and women's yeah. basketball. Um,
0: it's amazing.
1: What What <laughs> steps can uh, universities and organizations take to promote diversity and inclusion?
0: Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I. Right. Uh, it's a it's a difficult one to answer.
1: Because, Beyond your
0: grade, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. Well, it's I I think you know I, I I think considering right different applicants for different roles, right, that may not be always what they might traditionally be looking for, right? I mean, there are so many qualified coaches out there that and so many leaders, but some of them just don't even get the opportunity, right, to do some things, and so. But I could have gone to any school I wanted, <laughs> right? I, I mean, I did really well. Um, I was grateful to get into Notre Dame and be here, but I didn't have to come here. And I think that's the thing that I, I, I hope, you know, places like Notre Dame can know is that there's a lot of talented people out here that are just great at what they do and who they are. But if you don't open your doors and, and welcome them in, they'll go somewhere else and take their talent somewhere else. So I'm, I, I could have gone to Marquette right mm-hmm. and lived on my purpose at marquette but um because the doors are open for me to come here and i worked hard to get here um, i had the opportunity and that's why i'm here today so i just i think just keeping open minds about who you're hiring <laughs> right being conscious about you know what's going on i mean it, it's very known that there's four black coaches right this ain't yeah. no secret <laughs> I, it's very no it's public right we know how many black professors are here we know how many black students are here and so just being very intentional and purposeful in terms of just creating a, an environment that welcomes uh, and invites people to be part of what I'll call the indie family uh, is, is what I would just encourage this place to do, but also places all over, mm-hmm. all over the world.
1: I think, um, like you said, even earlier, it's, it's about allowing people that aren't normally chosen for the right. roles to be in these roles. And right. I mean, it starts with, you know, like what happened to you is being chosen as a leprechaun and then a woman. it just, Every piece comes together for the broader story. And um, I love to see the diversity at Notre Dame now just because of kind of the city that it's in. South Bend is one of the most diverse cities in Indiana um, and maybe even in the country in some aspects. And so it's nice when we can cheer on a team that feels like it's for us or, you know, look, someone looks like you. Uh, Exactly. No, definitely.
0: Yeah. There's been a lot of work that's gone to going into trying to connect more with the community and the university, uh, which I think has been very positive in my opinion. So Notre Dame is not some foreign country uh, when you live <laughs> two miles down the, <laughs> down the street from me.
1: It. So, it might yeah. feel like it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, so what's one word of advice you'd give your younger self?
0: Ooh. <laughs> Step into my power much sooner is what I would say. And I, I I've been, while I'm vocal in terms of, being very social and, um, being one that's, that, that's outgoing, if you will. I haven't been a person historically that has maybe taken a firm stand on some things, right? I've been kind of just below the radar and things like when I say using your gifts, like I never would have said that. So just stepping more into who I am as a leader, uh, is is something I would have just told myself, like, this isn't by accident. Right, because I, I was captain of my football team. I was student body president, uh, senior senior class president in high school. So I, I knew I was a leader, but now it's like, Mike, you gotta you have been blessed with these gifts, you've been blessed with this talent, you've been blessed with a a beautiful village of people that supported you and helped raise you. You've been blessed to have so many opportunities. What are you gonna do with it? So I was like, make sure you're you're making the most of these opportunities that you have as you continue on your journey because I mean I made a lot of mistakes I mean I did some stuff you know it's like I I, I didn't I learned and grew through the, through the journey but I would say lean into your power lean into who you are and leverage the resources that are around you to have a greater impact uh, in the world
1: that's really smart um I had a thought but I it's You're okay good. um last question was there anyone I guess that inspired you or you feel like paved the way for you
0: inspiring paved the way. So many people, (laughs) so many people, but the person I'll call out, uh, is a guy named Michael Peterson and Michael Peterson is someone that I met as I was a rising senior in high school. Okay. So right before my senior year, and he's someone that I met because I had a, uh, a part-time job at at a tech technology company and I met him like my first day, practically working there. We had lunch with a group of people. I happened to sit by him. And he's the one that said, where, where are you going to school? And I was like, well, I'm probably gonna go to Marquette. What are your grades like? I'm like, man, this dude's get asking about my grades. What activities are you part of? I'm like, okay, well, I'm a football team, I'm captain. And he's like, well, what about Notre Dame? And so he's the one that encouraged me to at least consider Notre Dame. He, he made sure I applied. <laughs> and then of course he followed the journey as I was accepted. And the reason why he's an inspiration is because I now want to be Mike Peterson for somebody else, mm-hmm. right? He took the time, he asked the questions, he got to know me, and he then kind of set, you know, he at least gave me the opportunity to consider some things I, I never thought about coming to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So I now want to be the Mike Peterson but for I other people. Else. Yep. Uh-huh. And not just for college, but for other things in mm-hmm. life, too. So that's really... That's uh so he's a person that that through his actions, right, is someone that I that I admire and respect.
1: And I definitely feel like you're on your way and with the work that you're doing and sharing your story and signing books for children and you know, people like I have an eight year old son and you know you like gotta get a copy. Up, Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely he can, you know, look up to you and oh, I love this. I I appreciate you coming on and I feel like this is what it's all about. So thank you for sending
0: Thank Hearing you. Hearing your story. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate the work you're doing. Keep keep going. <laughs> keep sharing great stories. And, uh, yeah, keep living out your purpose. <laughs> Ain't had too many options. We just did what we could. You know, we keep <laughs> not we fight. I'm always true that we would. Every day we keep riding. I won't ever stop trying until my mama stop crying. And I'll make sure...